Thank you for tuning in to Songs of Praise from 3ABN Australia Radio. We trust you'll enjoy this musical selection to bring you peace, comfort and hope.
If we keep on studying, start of life, let us greet with the song of hope each day. Though the moments be cloudy or fair, let us trust in our Savior away, who keepeth everyone in his care. Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way. If we keep on the sunny side of life. Keep on the sunny side. Always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way. If we keep on the sunny side of Songs of Praise endeavours to draw your heart, mind and soul to a close relationship with your Saviour, Jesus Christ.
Oh 
winter paradise We can enter paradise We can enter paradise
If you're enjoying this music, encourage your friends to listen to this program each week. Like the sun, 
a voice like thunder, who was and is and is to come. Almighty, we're standing in the presence of your majesty. You're holy, you alone, the sovereign crown of royalty. You're the King of kings, Almighty. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem. Just to live on my own But how can I begin to run alone? Lord, you have for me the cure Help me now to stand ashore Sufficient grace No, I don't deserve A life so secure I know that I Could never All that you offer me With love and so freely you give unending grace Undeserved of your forgiveness your love for me. 
Invite your family and friends to also enjoy songs of praise. Though your ship wildly sail upon the billows, though the waves threaten to plunge you neath the sea, sleeps there one in your ship whose voice commands the waters. He'll rise and calm the storm. He'll give you peace. Sleeps near the mighty master of the sea. What wave can overcast? What wind can overthrow? What gale can blast and hazard by its blow? 
fighting but yielding to badgering sin Helpless to conquer myself on my own Penitent running for strength to his throne Then there was grace flowing down like a river Free from the giver of life Perfect compassion unmerited strong Bringing me healing and giving a song Then there was grace Struggling, despondent, exhausted and worn Heartaches and troubles not easily borne Burdened with pressures, impossible things Caught in the conflict this hurting world brings Then there was grace flowing down like a river Free from the giver of life Perfect compassion, unmerited strong Bringing me healing and giving a song Then there was grace Then there was grace
shall be God's wonderful book divine. And I love the old Bible, the precious old Bible, the light of my pathway to shine. And it keeps me so happy, always so happy, God's wonderful book divine. What hope for the traveler, strength almost gone. That makes him determined to keep trotting on. What sweet consolation from heaven's bright throne. God's wonderful book divine. And I love the old Bible, the precious old Bible. The light of my pathway to shine. And it keeps me so happy. Always so happy, God's wonderful book Ben Australia Radio are delighted to share songs of praise with you. We look forward to your company next time. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator, who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. 
Written in simple, beautiful language, ministry healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie, and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing Chapter 7, The Co-Working of the Divine and the Human. Although for ages sin has been strengthening its hold on the human race, although through falsehood and artifice Satan has cast a black shadow of his interpretation upon the word of God and has caused men to doubt his goodness, yet the Father's mercy and love have not ceased to flow earthward in rich currents. If human beings would open the windows of the soul heavenward in appreciation of the divine gifts, a flood of healing virtue would pour in. The physician who desires to be an acceptable co-worker with Christ will strive to become efficient in every feature of his work. He will study diligently that he may be well qualified for the responsibilities of his profession and will constantly endeavour to reach a higher standard, seeking for increased knowledge, greater skill and deeper discernment. Every physician should realise that he who does weak, inefficient work is not only doing injury to the sick, but is also doing injustice to his fellow physicians. The physician who is satisfied with a low standard of skill and knowledge not only belittles the medical profession, but does dishonour to Christ, the chief physician. Those who find that they are unfitted for medical work should choose some other employment. Those who are well adapted to care for the sick, but whose education and medical qualifications are limited, would do well to take up the humbler parts of the work, ministering faithfully as nurses. By patient service under skilful physicians, they may be constantly learning and by improving every opportunity to acquire knowledge, they may in time become fully qualified for the work of a physician. Let the younger physicians as workers together with him, the chief physician, that's Jesus Christ, Receive not the grace of God in vain, giving no offence in anything that the ministry of the sick be not blamed. In all things, approving ourselves as ministers of God. 2 Corinthians 6 verses 1 to 4. God's purpose for us is that we shall ever move upward. The true medical missionary physician will be an increasingly skillful practitioner. Talented Christian physicians, having superior professional ability, should be sought out and encouraged to engage in the service of God, in places where they can educate and train others to become medical missionaries. The physician should gather to his soul the light of the Word of God. He should make continual growth in grace. With him, religion is not to be merely one influence among others. It is to be an influence dominating all others. He is to act from high holy motives, motives that are powerful because they proceed from one who gave his life to furnish us with power to overcome evil. If the physician faithfully and diligently strives to make himself efficient in his profession, if he consecrates himself to the service of Christ and takes time to search his own heart, He will understand how to grasp the mysteries of his sacred calling. 
he may so discipline and educate himself that all within the sphere of his influence will see the excellence of the education and wisdom gained by the one who is connected with God of wisdom and power. In no place is a closer fellowship with Christ needed than in the work of the physician. He who would rightly perform the physician's duties must daily and hourly live a Christian life. The life of the patient is in the hands of the physician. One careless diagnosis, one wrong prescription in a critical case or one unskillful movement of the hand in an operation, even by so much as a hair's breadth, and a life may be sacrificed, a soul launched into eternity. How solemn the thought! How important that the physician shall be ever under the control of the divine physician. The Saviour is willing to help all who call upon him for wisdom and clearness of thought. And who needs wisdom and clearness of thought more than does the physician upon whose decisions so much depends? Let the one who is trying to prolong life look in faith to Christ to direct his every movement. The Saviour will give him tact and skill in dealing with difficult cases. Wonderful are the opportunities given to the guardians of the sick. In all that is done for the restoration of the sick, let them understand that the physician is seeking to help them cooperate with God in combating disease. Lead them to feel that at every step taken in harmony with the laws of God, they may expect the aid of divine power. The sick and suffering will have much more confidence in the physician who they are confident loves and fears God. They rely upon his words. They feel a sense of safety in the presence and administration of that physician. Knowing the Lord Jesus, it is the privilege of the Christian practitioner by prayer to invite his presence into the sick room. Before performing a critical operation, let the physician ask for the aid of the great physician. Let him assure the suffering one that God can bring him safely through the ordeal, that in all times of distress, he is a sure refuge for those who trust in him. The physician who cannot do this loses case after case that otherwise might have been saved. If he could speak words that would inspire faith in the sympathizing Saviour who feels every throb of anguish and could present the needs of the soul to him in prayer, the crisis would oftener be safely passed. Only he who reads the heart can know with what trembling and terror many patients consent to an operation under the surgeon's hand. They realize their peril. While they may have confidence in the physician's skill, they know that it is not infallible, but as they see the physician bowed in prayer, asking help from God, they are inspired with confidence. Gratitude and trust open the heart to the healing power of God. The energies of the whole being are vitalized, and the life forces triumph. To the physician also, the Saviour's presence is an element of strength. Often the responsibilities and possibilities of his work bring dread upon the spirit. The feverishness of uncertainty and fear would make the hand unskillful, but the assurance that the divine counsellor is beside him to guide and to sustain imparts quietness and courage. The touch of Christ upon the physician's hand brings vitality, restfulness, confidence and power. 
When the crisis is safely passed and success is apparent, let a few moments be spent with the patient in prayer. Give expression to your thankfulness for the life that has been spared. As words of gratitude flow from the patient to the physician, let the praise and thanksgiving be directed to God. Tell the patient his life has been spared because he was under the heavenly physician's protection. The physician who follows such a course is leading his patient to the one upon whom he is dependent for life, the one who can save to the utmost all who come to him. Into the medical missionary work should be brought a deep yearning for souls. To the physician equally with the gospel minister is committed the highest trust ever committed to man. Whether he realises it or not, every physician is entrusted with the cure of souls. In their work of dealing with disease and death, physicians too often lose sight of the solemn realities of the future life. In their earnest effort to avert the peril of the body, they forget the peril of the soul. The one to whom they are ministering may be losing his hold on life. Its last opportunities are slipping away from his grasp. This soul the physician must meet again at the judgment seat of Christ. Often we miss the most precious blessings by neglecting to speak a word in season. If the golden opportunity is not watched for, it will be lost. At the bedside of the sick, no word of creed or controversy should be spoken. Let the sufferer be pointed to the one who is willing to save all that come to him in faith. Earnestly, tenderly, strive to help the soul that is hovering between life and death. The physician who knows that Christ is his personal saviour because he himself has been led to the refuge knows how to deal with the trembling, guilty, sin-sick souls who turn to him in help. He can respond to the inquiry, What must I do to be saved? He can tell the story of the Redeemer's love. He can speak from experience of the power of repentance and faith. In simple, earnest words, he can present the soul's need to God in prayer and can encourage the sick one also to ask for and accept the mercy of the compassionate Saviour. As he thus ministers at the bedside of the sick, striving to speak words that will bring help and comfort, the Lord works with him and through him. As the mind of the sufferer is directed to the Saviour, the peace of Christ fills his heart and the spiritual health that comes to him is used as the helping hand of God in restoring the health of the body. In attending the sick, the physician will often find opportunity for ministering to the friends of the afflicted one. As they watch by the bed of suffering, feeling powerless to prevent one pang of anguish, their hearts are softened. Often grief, concealed from others, is expressed to the physician. Then is the opportunity to point these sorrowing ones to him, who has invited the weary and heavy laden to come unto him. Often prayer can be offered for and with them, presenting their needs to the great healer of all woes, the soother of all sorrows. To be continued. Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book 
the Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. tip lady who loves to give tips to help make your life more simple. Can you imagine a pharmacy that looks like a beautiful roadside stall filled with fresh produce from the nearby garden? Crisp crunchy greens, snap peas, golden pumpkins and carrots, tasty tomatoes, freshly picked beans, garlic onions, delicious pawpaws, pomegranates and pineapples, red-cheeked apples, juicy pears and ripe bananas. This is a pharmacy, remember? I could go on and on. Remember, this is my pretend pharmacy. Now, if Hippocrates woke up, do you think he'd be surprised to find a pharmacy like this? Who was Hippocrates anyway? Well, he's known as the renowned father of medicine. He's often quoted as saying, Let food be thy medicine, and medicine be thy food. Perhaps he wouldn't be surprised at my imaginary pharmacy at all. Perhaps it was the norm for him. I imagine this probably closely resembles the pharmacy he probably did have in mind. When he said, Let food be thy medicine, and medicine be thy food. Well, so, what's so great about a pharmacy like this? Well, of course, there's a huge benefit in eating the food. But there are huge benefits to be gained by growing the food too. Let's think about some. Exercise. Fresh air, sunshine, water, the joy of seeing plants grow and then the delight in preparing delicious meals with them and then eating them and sharing them. This really is just the best medicine, medicine that the majority of city dwellers cannot access and probably even imagine. Living in the country is like living like a king and a queen. That Greek physician had his head on straight because another often repeated phrase of his is this, make a habit of two things, to help, or at least, to do no harm. So, here are our two tips for today, our prescription written by Hippocrates himself, just for us. Two tips that can become habits. One, here it is, grow, prepare and eat fresh food. And two, help others. No need for warnings on the label of these medicines. The only side effects will be increased health and happiness. I'll take that kind of medicine, thanks. You too? That's it today from the two-tip lady who loves to help make your life more simple. 